You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on the show with us this morning. Yellowwood, go to yellowwood.com. They're a great sponsor here in the 7 o'clock hour. If you're looking for decking, columns, deck accents, fence products, siding, uh, you need the Yellowwood Protector to take care of that five-star backyard. To find the dealer closest to you, go to Yellowwood. The Twitter accounts for the show at Locker Room 109. The personal Twitter's at Barry Sanderson, at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email for us for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Got plenty of emails uh, yesterday. Always appreciate uh, getting those. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm doing okay, hanging in there, I guess. Um, of the 14 teams in the league, 12 of them played basketball last night, and 11 of them won. Uh, Vanderbilt, who made a bad mistake by, by overscheduling the opening game, not to look at their team, got beat 76-67 against Memphis, who's very good. In the Alabama game, uh, they won. Um, I thought... Uh, I thought the situation uh, continues to be a little bit. Uh, three for twenty-eight uh, from the three points is not has not you know not with it. They've got very very good athletes um, and going to have a very very good team. But uh, now you know you look at whether are bad bad threes or who can shoot the threes and who can't. I won't get into all that. They had nineteen turnovers, which is certainly not uh, um, you know not good. Uh, they, um, uh, they've got a good basketball team when it gets together. I think they've got good athletes. They're strong and they're physical and they're very athletic. Uh, I think question mark continues to be, if I thought personally that they were not a bad outside shooting team last year. Some people think they, they were, were bad. So whatever. Outside of that, uh, only two other things I'll mention. The Ravens beat the, uh, Saints 27 to 13. And an assistant coach at Vanderbilt uh, made a, a, a defining remark about somebody, and the lady AD has put him uh, on probation and so forth and so on. And that's your sports for this morning. All right. Uh, yeah, last night I did. I had a game with our middle school. I got to watch some of it. Um, this team is long. Brandon Miller's long. Clowney's long. Badiaco's long. They're bigger at the guard spots. I don't really think this needs to be a three-point shooting team, to be honest with you. I don't think that would be what I would hang my hat on. And I think, you know, Alabama talks about that so much. They went three for 28, as you said, didn't shoot it well. Uh, and the Illinois against Southern Illinois, who was that played? But I, I would probably hang my hat, you know, and talk more about uh, defense and rebounding with this team because I think that's the strength of the, with the length that they have. Uh, I think 
They can cause teams some problems defensively around the rim. They should be able to block shots. They should be able to get out and transition. They got some pretty good point guards. They can drive the ball. So I, if I were Nate Oates, I'd stop talking about the three-point shot and, and probably not take 28. I don't think this team needs to take 28 three-point shots. With I, the, I, I think what you're saying is correct. I, I think uh, I think you determine you determine your type of play that you want to try to emphasize. Certainly, you stay with your break. Uh, you don't get down on the three-point shots, but you find the people that can shoot it, and you don't talk about it a lot. But uh, I would agree. I, I, they're very athletic inside, a lot of offensive boards. Um, that I don't mean to say just because they were 328 last night, they can't shoot the three. I don't know whether they can or not. So they have not shown they could overseas, nor did they shoot it very well against Southern Cap, because South uh, Illinois. Southern Illinois. So I, I, I would agree with Barry on that, yeah. Yeah, um, just your thoughts on Brandon Miller, some of the freshmen, Clowney. Um, Clowney's very good, like you said. I like Clowney a great deal. He's he's uh, he's uh, just a big physical guy that can run. He's getting not real strong yet, but he's a guy that can run. And he can rebound, and I, I don't know it a, a lot, that much more about him, but I, I like the way he he operates. So he he can be he could he can be a you know, probably a three-point shooter, but also a good offensive rebounder, put that guy. Yeah, uh, and then Brandon Miller uh, didn't shoot the ball extremely well, but uh, had 14 rebounds, I think 12 points last night. Uh, so, obviously, he's gotten a lot of talk. He's really, really good. The Pringle kid's good, I believe. So, they've got some options. And, yeah, they do. Uh, inside, and, you know, we'll see where the guard spot and how they – insert Quinnley back in there uh when they when they get there so you want to talk hoops we'll be more than happy to talk hoops their next game's friday night uh, liberty uh will be coming to town liberty normally uh has a very good basketball team so we'll see how that goes and auburn you know i, I don't want to talk about auburn yet is there any have you heard from greg byrne uh, these guys is there how far away is this new arena? When you watch Auburn, you turn it on, the crowd is packed in there. You turn on the Alabama game, and it looks like there's nobody there uh, with very little atmosphere. This arena thing is starting to be a concern to me. I think they got the spot picked out. I don't know how they're going to pay for it. The University of Alabama ought to be able to get this arena. Have you heard anything about what's going on with that? No, I haven't. Uh, it's it's time. It's time to make it happen. Uh, it just looks it looks bad on TV, uh, to be quite honest with you. And uh, did you get a chance to watch Auburn at all last night? No, I didn't. I, you know, it was only ESPN Plus, and it's um, not easy to find. You can't define it by putting in Alabama versus. I, I couldn't throw it. You know, it was. Well, I tried to flip over, and they looked to be very good as well. They played a very good George Mason team. Uh, it's coached by Kim English, who was Rick Barnes' assistant, who played at Missouri. And uh, but I think uh, both teams will be uh, NCAA tournament teams. I think UAB will have a good chance as well. So uh, the in-state schools, the bigger ones. I know Sanford; they had a humongous crowd over there last night in their student center. Their whole lower level was packed in there. So Bucky Ball's got it going. Uh, so basketball will do well uh, here. It looks like this year in the state. Uh, Dad, are you? Uh, as I look, I don't know that Alabama, if I were Nick Saban, you talked about how you're going to motivate this team to play. Uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, about 
all that's going on over there. But are you convinced that LSU can go to Arkansas and to Texas A&M and win one of those games? I don't, I don't know that they, I mean, they could easily lose both of those games. They got Arkansas this weekend who hasn't been playing great, but you know, they'll have their attention with LSU coming in, coming off that loss. They're capable. The line is three. Would you be shocked at all if, if the Razorbacks knocked off LSU, uh, this weekend? Uh, not totally, not totally shocked. I I, I don't know uh, if they will or not, but I think I think that's a good point. Uh, the problem that we're having, not we, because I'm not a we anymore. Um, the problem that Alabama is having is that uh, uh, LSU would have to lose two. Well, in the last game of the year at Texas A and M, I mean. Yeah. They would have to they would have to lose two games yeah. uh, in order to, for Alabama to get an opportunity to go and you know I don't know what kind of odds you got but not not great odds but uh, the the confidence builder that uh, you know and I was thinking the same thing you asked the question about what if that if that deal had been missed <laughs> and, they, and they had to won that game they'd be all down on coach there so um, they're they're sky high playing right now. Uh, Barry, so, of course, sometimes you can be too high uh, because sometimes your kids feel like that uh, Arkansas just hasn't played very well. Crap ball, Liberty beat Arkansas. Arkansas can't play. That's what they might think. So it's a mental game as well. I wouldn't um, be shocked at all if Arkansas knocked off LSU. And in the last game of the year, Texas A&M, if they know. put together, yeah. they could certainly knock off LSU. So you want you I don't want to I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't totally disagree with that. I, I would think the odds are not, you know, not certainly not 50-50, but uh uh we'll see Alabama has to do their thing and I, and I think they will against Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is good. Um I don't think they they're good enough to beat Alabama. Alabama's got a very for hush. Alabama's got to correct themselves, not so much Ole Miss. Yeah, and I, every talk show you hear, and, and part of the problem is our station. We have people here that are proud of the year. Oh, this is a national championship team, no doubt. Two Heisman Trophy guys on here, uh, and we just set it so high. And, and you've said it all along. We've never seen these receivers play. Let's watch wow. watch them play. Uh, this defense is just okay. This defensive line is just okay. Dallas Turner, I'll be honest with you, and I know people will disagree. I don't think Will Anderson's had a great year compared to what I he what he's been. Uh, these guys it. hadn't hadn't their stars hadn't played that great, had they? No, they haven't. They haven't been noticed. They they've been overlooked because they're so good. Quarterback has. But for some reason, you know, 31, he's there. He's always right there, you know, and he's a good player um, and a great player. But uh, as far as having a what you call just a touch torching year, I don't think so. Um, Aiden, has Dallas Turner had a great year? I mean, uh, the kid went to Arkansas because of Dallas Turner. He was all over the place last year. I swear I'll watch a game. I'm not even sure if he plays. Uh, is he? Having a great year? No, he's really not, but I think a lot of that has to do with what you just said. Will Anderson's not having a great year, and Will Anderson, I think, created Dallas Turner's great year last year because you had to try to double him up every play. So I just don't ever hear people talk about, now, the talent level that you have on the field, that directly goes back to the coaches. So if you want to say 
but people act like we have all this talent over there, and I just don't see it. Is there a first – Dad, do you see a first-round receiver that, that Bryce Young's throwing to over there? He's used to throwing to Waddle and Devontae Smith and all these there, guys. There, there's not one, son. There's so, not one. So why are people not there. talking about that? Why are they talking? Wide outs, you know, they, they're just, you know, and we're sitting here, we're sitting here, if a guy ran up and just said, what, how, how's our bound playing on, on offense this year? They say, it's a, it's a, it's a pro team, but it's pro completely past You know, there's not another runner, never a two back set. Um, I, I just think that, I don't understand it. What is this team's identity? Yeah. Passing the football on offense and, Having good athletes, but and I don't think I don't think you, you can fuss them about not playing hard. I think I maybe a couple of them, but um, I, I don't. I, I just don't think that I don't think that the Barry. I don't. I don't think that's a good question. I don't think that I don't think Annette's found it. <laughs> I'm crazy. She's I'm looking for that. She's been looking for Alabama's identity. Yeah, I just don't think Alabama's found the identity. I don't think they found it. When I when they, I watched Tennessee and when I watched Tennessee play Alabama, I thought Hendon Hooker was phenomenal. Like I'm pushing him for the Heisman. All right, he stood back there, didn't have to have much time, and he hit every throw. When I watched him play against Georgia, I don't know if you saw that he looked slow. Like Georgia was on him, so he had to. You had to look at it, watch his feet, and him get out and run, and he he got some yards running. But he didn't look overly athletic to me, and Alabama met, never made him use his feet. When Georgia comes out to the quarterback, dude, they are coming. <laughs> they are, that guy's going to have to get out of there and do something. Alabama never even got close to the guy, and he just absolutely picked him apart. And he missed some receivers, Aiden. He missed some receivers uh, in the Georgia game that were wide open, but I think it was due to the pressure that Georgia brought to him. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so. He's scrambling around and just, you know, wasn't in position to throw the football the way he did. You can scramble just so much, and uh, he's darn good at it. But it, it, uh, the offensive line is not, you know, done a, a magnificent job there. And uh, it just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit of a mystery to us. I, I don't know that naturally you don't. Maybe this is a bad suggestion, but I thought maybe with a, the quarterback, the way uh, the second-string quarterback is at Alabama, that it might be an opportunity just to float him in there for one series in the second quarter or something. Uh, that would, you know, talk about it before the game with the, with the quarterbacks and so you wouldn't get all antsy about it. Yep. All right, we'll take this break. We'll get back. We'll take – got a phone call to coming in, 205 342 uh, nine nine zero four two minute truck at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. They want to make life easy for you. It's a local move out of town, out of state. Let the professionals take care of you. Give them a call today for the free estimate two zero five two four seven five zero five zero two minute truck movers who care. Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck 2059 eastbound at the exit 89. That's Dobler Benz Boulevard. 
It's an everyday occurrence now. Be careful. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now's the time to head to Towns and Nissan. If you need a vehicle, they'll take care of you. Your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. All 54 polling places are open across Tuscaloosa County at this hour and all across the state. Midterm election day is today. Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill predicting less than half of the state's registered voters will cast ballots in what has been a lackluster campaign period leading up to today's vote. Election integrity has been a flashpoint issue across the nation leading up to the vote, but Merrill says that's not the case here in Alabama. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa Media, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the fire. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another unseasonably warm day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Tonight turning noticeably cooler, mostly clear with the low at 50. Tomorrow, a mostly sunny day. The high in the low 70s at 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9. Let's it fly! us on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Never pulls at the moor Looks like he's punching in real wine Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I'll Yellowwood.com, uh, Inspirational Galleries right there on the website. Uh, give you some ideas about what you want to do. The back bar, backyard building tips. You can download the ebook. You knuckles uh, can find where to go get it right there. It's like Yellowwood.com. Always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? All right. How are you, buddy? Thanks for asking. I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not following the conversations uh, about this team, about this coaching staff. I, I, I don't know what it is I'm looking at compared to what everybody else is looking at. But I, I want to ask y'all something. As coaches, and uh, and, and both of you, uh, uh, Barry, you're, you're a head coach now. You've worked in some uh, large programs, coaches, uh, all-world coach, and has run – a uh, a major program, and and I look out there and I go, uh, you know what? We we we're lo- we 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 lost a third of our production for the entire year, and, and, and the the third I'm talking about is the wide receivers. They they can't get open. Uh, if they are open, there's a lot of drops. Uh, uh, the mental side of the game is obviously uh, they they cannot catch on what's going on. Uh, it's two people, again, on uh, 
Saturday against LSU, there uh, two times there was two receivers standing side by side in one spot. That's a cardinal sin of uh, route running. You don't do that, and, and that's on these wide receivers. And if you lost a third of your offensive production because they cannot play good, that hampers your play calling. And, and, and then everybody calls in and goes, oh, Bryce is running for his life back there. He's running for his life. And, and Kurt Herbstreit against Mississippi State, who had a pretty decent defense, uh, he counted 11 seconds of Bryce standing in the pocket waiting for somebody to come open, and they never did. He ended up having to throw it out the back of the end zone. I, I mean – a lot of this uh, pressure that we're getting on Bryce is because nobody can get separation and get open. We, we're down 30% of production on our offense, and everybody's screaming at Bill O'Brien, and uh, he's handcuffed. He can't call any plays that are productive. If they are, we don't know if the play is a good call or well, not because it's not run right. Yeah, you're you're exactly right on that. I, I think that it's a real travesty to see a guy like uh, Bryce, as good as he is, not have the kind of kind of wideouts he had last year or when the, when the big two fast guys were there. And you know, a mistake was made in who they got and what they did. It's um, as I said in the very beginning of the show, that's don't make them number one. Been back a long time ago until the wideouts show us, and um, you know, I. I we got problems, so we need to go back to a little bit maybe of a running game. Yeah, I just, just, yeah we got some problems. But, but I heard a guy call a show yesterday. And I guess was it the Tennessee game on the on the punt when the when the kid dove on the ball when he thought it was touched, right. yeah. and he was talking about how poorly our special teams uh, is coached, and he used that as an example. And I wanted to call in so bad and say, do you think they've ever coached? Do you think they coached that guy to do that? Like they say, hey, exactly. i tell you what, dive on that ball. If you don't – like they don't coach them to do that. The kid did it. That's not coaching. The kid uh, did it because – don't understand he, coaching, Barry. You're right. People the, don't understand kid, The kid yeah, did that, it because he – That's my whole point right there. Yeah, but this, this team is severely – Hanford by football IQ. I'm not saying that the coaching's been great. I, you got to find out like where where do we evaluate these receivers? Normally, it's just next up, and those guys plug in yeah. there and they're ready to go. Well, the next up now's not what you've been playing with. So that is coaching. That's the recruiting side of it, uh, and and so or the development side of it. Maybe that's that. But a guy diving on a ball that he thinks has been touched. It's not coaching. That's not coaching. Uh, this the kid made a mistake. I guarantee he's never told the kid to do that. But so you can't put that part on. Now, if you want to say we don't block, we block at the back too much, whatever. But don't say it's bad special teams and you can use that as well, an example. What happened in that play? The ball was not touched, but the kid thought it was. Yes. And that, that's that's the whole key. You, you forget that crap. The guy needs to hang up and go get a drink of water. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. he called me, but not call this show. He, the, the kid thought the ball was touched, and so he tried to do what he could do to save it, to save it, his team, and the ball was not touched. But people equate that to coaching. Oh, crap. They're people, people, people. Well, but, but a lot of that is uh, ignorance to begin with. Yeah, it is. But it's, second, you're right. Second, it is 
they, yeah. they, they don't want to say anything about the players because they they have blowed all during the summer about what a great team this is and number one nation, national championship, blah, 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 and never saw one play out of this group, and it changes every year. That's and, because uh, Jim Whitehouse the very first time uh, we got You're exactly right. You were right all along, and I remember when you said that, my, and I got nervous when you said it. I thought, well, you know what? If that, if that's true, and it was, uh, we're going to be severely hampered on offense because it's of boy, is it a, oh, is it a shame? Is it a, I, I can't. About, it, it, yeah, that's a shame too, Tom. It is. To have a quarterback as good as this kid is, and uh, just you know, just man. they don't want the ball. They don't want the ball. When the ball's in the air, you watch it, and and and, and you talk about running game. I mean, Chase McClellan. Uh, there was a hole open for third and three, and he gets hit in the backfield by one guy, and it knocked him three yards backwards. I, I mean, uh, we, we just hadn't got it on this team, and, and, and it's not uh, – you might as well quit blaming and just accept the results and say, I hope we're better next year. And I do think – I did hear this in the show before us, and there may be something that's going on, and, and Martin would know – because when you have guys like Trey Sanders that don't play at all, they probably do have some locker room issues now. When you start losing some games and guys aren't playing, then you start getting – and I'm not saying Trey Sanders is, but I'm just saying you start having some clubhouse lawyers. And when you're winning, you can't really say anything. But when you're lo- when you're losing or games are going down the last bike, everybody that's not playing thinks they can do it better than the guy that's in there. So you start to have some dissension among your team, and then some some dissension with your players and the coaching staff because they're frustrated about not getting in the game, and that stuff happens. Now, I wanna, Go ahead. I want to ask y'all ask y'all this. Now the conversation, and we've all seen this movie before with Coach Bryant. Now we're moving beyond, uh, uh, you know, the team and everything, and talking about well, Coach. Uh, Saban needs to take his own advice and really evaluate, does he have the energy? Does he have the want to? Can he rebuild this team uh, from what everybody's calling the ashes and uh, so forth and so on? What's your take on that? Ridiculous. He's got, he knows, you know, he, he has his guys evaluate and they reevaluate and he looks at them as well. He, he has a lot of now maybe his assistant coaches have made some mistakes. They, you know, you you think you're going to Montgomery and you're going to Birmingham, and sometimes you just make a mistake. But uh, I, I don't. I asked most. Yeah, they did that with Coach Bryant. I remember yeah. the last time I saw I them, they did that with Coach Bryant. They wore Coach Bryant. He got beat by somebody, and Coach Bryant was on on top of everything. And, and, and Nick Saban is more on top of things for Alabama than Coach Bryant was at Alabama. Yeah, he a time they and all they got to do is hit a you know hit it right on a couple recruits. They're not that far away. When you see what LSU's done down to thirty nine players and what yeah. Tennessee's done, now Alabama exactly. can flip, flip this thing exactly. with just a few players. They could flip it. Uh, I mean, now next year, you know, you know who knows who's going to be the quarterback. Uh, you know where all that goes. You're losing your two best players. 
uh, and the people behind them, are they as good as what you've been getting? Because the, the NIL is a factor. You're not getting every kid. Now, I know they're ranked number one in the nation uh, right now in recruiting. But these freshmen coming in are just freshmen. You know, it's hard for those guys to make a huge impact. But Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, the, the Tennessee LSU uh, uh, programs have opened my eyes as to uh, how NIL and uh, – transfer portal has equalized equalized yes. this game yes. and uh, you said it a month and a half ago uh, that, that things are changing. I'll tell you something else that people don't give anybody credit for. Will Anderson watch how teams play him. Watch how listen, they know he can rush they know what he can do and they scheme and it's worked this year. Give somebody some freaking credit. We know how to block this. No doubt. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. All right, Dale. He's not having a, a great year. Why is it because the defensive linemen aren't as good as they used to be? He's not playing with a good a player. Are they able to kind of scheme for him? Has his stock dropped, or they look, did they see enough last year to where this? Well, they work hard. Now they work hard in scheming for him. Sure. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> that's the reason. I, that's the reason Alabama moves him around a lot. Yeah, and he's a great player. He's going to be a. Uh, a high pick in the NFL draft just based off of what he did last year and his ability and motor and all that. All right, we'll get to Kevin Skarbinski. We'll take this break. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama versus Austin P kickoff time has been announced. Brandon Miller has been named to the Naismith Trophy watch list. Four-star class of 2023 defensive lineman Jordan Hall is down to his final five schools. SEC Network's SEC Nation is headed to the Grove this Saturday for Alabama versus Ole Miss. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck 2059 eastbound at the exit 89. That's Daimler Benz Boulevard. It's an everyday occurrence now. Be careful. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now's the time to head to Townsend Nissan. If you need a vehicle, they'll take care of you, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals. One, two, three, Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Build the five-star backyard. You want to do it with Yellowwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, right to the Yellowwood hotline. He is the director of communications uh, with the Coach Safely program. Writes with the Birmingham Lead and AL.com. He'll tell you all that at the end of the segment. Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Hi, Kevin. I hope you are, too. We're good. Go ahead, Dad. Uh, instead of me going through what this and what that, uh, just give our listeners your opinion of the Alabama football team as, as it goes on, on both sides of the ball. 
Well, it's still a very talented team that is capable of beating anybody it plays, and that would include anybody in the country, but it has flaws. And those flaws appear to uh, be recurring. They don't appear to be uh, getting fixed. And, you know, overall, that includes penalties, not just penalties, but critical penalties at critical times. Uh, it appears that the offense does not necessarily have a strong identity beyond, hey, Bryce Young it looks like the best player in the country. Let's let him make a play. And too often they forget about the running game and put it all on Bryce's shoulders. And more, far more often than not, he delivers, but I think they have, they have gotten out of balance because of, it's almost as if they're, they're blinded by the talent of, of Bryce Young, as, as many observers are, because, because he's just so special. And then on defense, they just, while again, they have some of the best players in the country, but they just seem to lack the killer instinct. Uh, they don't turn the ball, get, you know, they don't turn the ball over and get it back to the offense often enough. And, and even though they do get to the quarterback, it's, it's sporadic. It's not consistent. They don't affect the quarterback as much as you would think, as often as you would think with guys like Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. So there's, uh, there you go in a nutshell. Uh, Gavin, is it concerning to you if you, I talked about this yesterday. If you think back about a year ago, I think LSU was down to 39 players. Uh, Tennessee two years ago when Jeremy Pruitt was going, I was thinking, man, I don't know how they're ever going to get this thing back. And in one year and two years, these teams knock off Alabama. Alabama? How could it, when you're down to 39 or have all those guys leave Tennessee, how in the world could they – beat Alabama. Has Alabama's talent level fallen off that much, or is that uh, what the transfer portal NIL maybe is doing, a combination of b- both? The coaching there now at Tennessee and LSU is, is that much better than it used to be? Is it maybe a combination of all of that? And does that amaze you what these two programs have done in such a short time? It is amazing. When you look at that overall view that you just laid out very well, Barry, as low as those programs were for them to be where they are right now, you know, for Tennessee to be in the playoff picture, for LSU to have, uh, have firm control of its destiny in the SEC West is it, it first and foremost, it's a tribute to the hires a tribute to those coaches and their staffs that they were able to find the players they needed, you know, get guys like Hendon Hooker uh, as, as a transfer, for example, uh, guys like Jaden Daniels as a transfer. It all starts at quarterback. And, and those guys, those guys weren't what they are now when they got to Knoxville and Baton Rouge, but their development, more than anything on the field, the development of the quarterbacks, and particularly Jaden Daniels in this one season, he he looked like when he first got to Baton Rouge, he looked like a runner playing quarterback. He looked like an athlete playing quarterback. Now he looks like a quarterback. And and, and Alabama unfortunately saw that up close and personal, especially in over what he did. First of all, what he did in the second half. Every time Alabama took the lead, LSU answered. 
And then the confidence that Brian Kelly had in him was, you know, in overtime. First of all, a far too easy 25-yard run on the first play of their their possession in overtime. And then putting the game and maybe the season in his hands on the two-point conversion. And he handled it. He can't handle it any better. Made the right decision, made the right read, executed perfectly, and they win the game. So you combine all that with the fact that this is, and this is what's concerning about Alabama. And, and, and as, you know, as, as we say this, we're not talking about Alabama being a five and seven football team. We're not no. talking about them. We're not talking about them falling apart. We're not talking about the dynasty dying. Okay. That word doesn't, doesn't apply here, but we, we have seen cracks. And we have seen slippage, and it is a two-year de- deal now. You know, 2020, Alabama looked like one of the best teams ever. The COVID year, they were so dominant. Uh, that offense was so spectacular that they have definitely slipped from there. You know, the number of, of one-score games they've played, win or lose, is concerning. They still have the talent, but you wonder if it's the right talent in the right places. You wonder when you have to go get an, an, an offensive tackle from Vanderbilt yeah. out of the transfer portal. What does that say about your recruiting? When you have to go into the transfer portal to get receivers two years in a row and, and you hit a grand a walk-off grand slam with Jamison Williams, you didn't do that this time. Those guys have those receivers that you brought in have not, for various reasons, have not delivered at that level. So the talent is there, but it is not – the talent that is so superior to other teams as it's been for so long that you can walk out there and commit nine, 10, 15 or 17 penalties and make other mistakes as they've been making and necessarily overcome them against quality teams. Yeah. Is, you know, we know who Nick Saban is. Uh, we, we know what he's done. He's the best coach in college football. Uh, and we, you keep thinking as an Alabama fan next week, they're going to have this corrected. And that doesn't happen. Next week, next week. Now, this is going to be the week they're going. They're going to go up there and blow LSU out. They've had an extra week of preparation. They're going up there and blowing them out. Is his message not getting across? I think maybe you just answered it. Or is the talent level just really not very good? Uh, not near, by Alabama standards, the talent level is just not what it is. And there really is no button to push if you don't have the Jimmys and Joes. I think it's some of both. And it's individual. You know, I, I would I would not call out, you know, individual players and say, uh, as I've heard one particular former Alabama player do uh, this week, and say they don't want it as much as guys 10 years ago did. They don't care as much as guys 10 years ago did. That they don't care. You know, they're more about individual than team. In some cases, is that the case? Sure. And, and guess what? 10 years ago, that was the case as well. In some cases. Not in many uh, but it, it existed then too. But I do wonder, though, you know, when you look at some of the players they've brought in, you know, again, the the wide receiver from Georgia, the cornerback from LSU, good players certainly at their previous stops. But were they were they game changers? Were they difference makers? Were they elite? Even at their former stops, they were good. They were certainly good. And you thought they would be a good additions to the roster. They haven't been game breakers, game changers in Tuscaloosa. So you have to, and then you have to look at the staff too. I think there's, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to join the parade of people bashing the coordinators. Uh, but I think there are legitimate questions there. And, you know, again, go back to Bill O'Brien and what is the identity of the offense? Are they leaning too heavily on Bryce Young, especially a Bryce Young 
we've completely forgotten that Bryce Young had a shoulder injury that takes longer. It really takes longer to be a hundred percent. I think, uh, you know, not being a doctor or anything, but you know, then, then the time that he had, and he missed time in practice that affects your chemistry with your receivers, which they had not established before he got hurt. So, you know, all of these things combine and it doesn't take much because guess what? And we've talked about this before. Quarterback's the most important position on the field, and yes, Alabama has the elite of the elite at that position. But a lot of teams have really good quarterbacks, and a lot of teams have really good receivers because they grow up playing seven-on-seven, traveling all over the country. They're not intimidated by atmosphere. Uh, they are, uh, they're not afraid of the crimson jersey or the crimson helmet because they played against those guys from the time they were very young. So you combine all that, and all of a sudden Alabama doesn't have the mystique that it used to have. Yeah, uh, one more question before Dad jumps back in. When they asked Coach yesterday about Bill O'Brien, I respected what he said when he said, I'm not going to uh, evaluate these guys in a public setting, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. And that's not exactly how he said it, but he's not going to talk yeah. about his coach's performance. And I remember the flip side when I was in <laughs> South Carolina and their secondary got torched and they asked Steve Spurrier, about the secondary, he made them go get the secondary coach out of the shower and bring him to meet the media. I like a guy like Nick Saban that's going to take it on. He's not going to criticize his guys publicly. Uh, he, he does whatever he does behind closed doors. To me, that meant a lot uh, that he and maybe he was going to say good, or, whether good or bad. Some coaches will roll their coaches on the bus. Some coaches, I know Dad was like this. Hey, I'm the head of the program. I'm taking it. All, it's all on me. I respected his answer there. I want to get your thoughts on that. Absolutely. And, and what what people, I think, fail to realize, Nick Saban, just like every good head coach, is evaluating his assistants every single day. Every practice, every meeting, every film session, He when he's in there, he's evaluating their performance. That's what head coaches do. They coach the coaches. And his track record is pretty strong on that front. He doesn't bat a thousand. No one does. But it is certainly it's a it's a professional approach to not yeah not go after those guys or throw it on them in public. And I I respect it. You know, I, you, there's so many reasons to respect Nick Saban. That's just another one. But you do have to wonder though. Uh, first of all, does anyone remember who was the offensive coordinator last year when Bryce Young threw 47 touchdown passes and what three interceptions? Uh, won the Heisman Trophy, uh, delivered an incredible performance to shock a lot of people and beat Georgia, that all-time great defense, to shred it in the SEC championship game. And then I believe Alabama had the lead in the fourth quarter in the uh, national championship game before Georgia took control. And a pretty good drive at uh, Auburn. That, that, a pretty that, good, pretty that, good drive at Auburn, that last drive. Yeah. Went 97 ugly yards. game, <laughs> Ugly game up to that point. Yeah, ugly game before that. But when they had to have it to save the season, uh, they put together a pretty special drive. That will be remembered for a long time. So that was Bill O'Brien, by the way, in case anyone had forgotten. He was the offensive coordinator. So not to say he's been perfect, but you know, Nick Saban hired these guys for a reason. Nick Saban kept those guys from last year for a reason. Uh, and the same thing goes for Pete Golding again. So, uh, and, and this is one thing that's always been interesting, though. It's it's easy to jump on the coordinators, right? I mean, that's natural. That's what fans do. But it, with Nick Saban, people are less likely to say, well, you know what? It's the head coach who hires the coordinators and the position coaches. It's the head coach who decides after each season whether to bring those guys back. 
And people have been hesitant, and understandably so, to go after Nick Saban or direct their criticism towards him, although you're now you're starting to hear some more criticism of him that you didn't hear when, when they struggled that, you know, and most seasons they've lost at least one game. They've only had two undefeated, only two undefeated seasons as if that's a bad thing. Yeah. That. You know, it's amazing. We spend 15 minutes on a bat, on a football team that's lost two one point games. <laughs> I mean, if they, if they <laughs> yep. kick, they kick the field goal, the uh, uh, Tennessee guy didn't have a chance to kick his field goal. Game's over. This guy will hit 99 out of a hundred. And uh, they lose by one. Uh, had we kicked the field goal, had we kicked the extra point rather than going for two, and that time before the before the overtime, not doing the overtime, we'd have won that as well. So we're talking about two two games, one point loss, and you know the fans are going crazy. Whatever. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Wimp. Wimp. You know, and, and this is where Alabama is a victim of its own success. Yeah. Is they yeah. set a standard that no one has ever achieved before in the history of college football. Yeah. They said it, so people expect them to continue to do that. Yeah, I agree. But times yeah. have changed in so many ways. We've talked about it on a regular basis, uh, and they are still, for all of their flaws, and we again, we've, said, you know, we've talked about all the negative, and for all those flaws, like you said, they're two plays away from being undefeated. Uh, and even if one of those games goes right, they, they're sitting there with one loss. They're still in the playoff hunt. However, then on the flip side, to be fair, they're also two plays from being five and four. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and yeah. that's I what's. Just, con- I, just, I think yeah, that's I just, what's. Con- yeah. That's what's concerning. Yeah, yeah. is there, got, even like, again, this is a two-year swing where they're they're playing close, really close games on a far more consistent basis than they did when they were running roughshod a, a throughout college football for for a decade and a half. <laughs> well, what else? I'm going uh, switch. Great, great, uh, gears we run quick, one quick second. Um, I'll find out from Jimmy when, before it's announced. But uh, your estimation, tell me who the new coach at Auburn is going to be. Oh, I think it's too soon to know. Okay. I think things have, there are certain things that have to play out uh, with coaches that are still coaching. All right, who's in the still have... is, is the guy from Oregon in the in the in the mix? I I, I have not heard that. Uh, and. He and he was. I mean, he said what you expect him to say yesterday. It was funny though. I get a kick out of. I guess maybe I've been doing this for too long. But when I guess it was a columnist out in Oregon who said, "Oh, Dan Lanning's not going to Auburn," and people said, "Well, how do you know?" He said, "I got it from the horse's mouth." Well, what do you expect him to say? Now, I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he is going to be the next Auburn coach. I can see why he would be a popular uh, popular candidate. Would, would Lane but Kiffin to, go yeah. if he was offered the job? I don't know that. I don't either. And I don't know that Lane Kiffin knows that right this second. However, you know, that, you know they've got a, a rather big game against the team we've been do- dissecting on Saturday. You know, Ole Miss is sitting there with one loss. And listen to this, guys. I don't know that enough has been as this has been talked about much. If if Ole Miss wins two more games to get to 10 wins. Lane Kiffin will be just the second coach in Ole Miss history to win 10 games more than once. And the other guy who did it has his name on the stadium, Johnny Vaught. Think about that. Don't you play more games? No, they're not, Kevin. Oh, of course. Well, yes, it's easier to win 10 now (laughs) than than it's ever been. However, however, Pat Dye is still the last Auburn coach, and I believe the only Auburn coach, 
to win 10 games in back-to-back seasons. He did that in 88 and 89. Hasn't been done at Auburn since. Think about that. It's amazing what uh, just that one little move, getting Harson out, getting Cadillac in there. The whole fan, Auburn fan base now seems to be all fuzzy and feels great about everything now where they were miserable <laughs> just a week ago. I think money's flowing out of their pockets. I bet you that stadium will be full down there on Saturday. Uh, just that one move has kind of changed the whole mood down there at Auburn, hasn't it, Kevin? Yeah, it's you know, and it's obviously it's it's love and affection for a favorite son, sure, who did so many wonderful things uh, when he was there, and, and seemed and that's and, and you know, Carnell for all of his success, and then remember when he started out in the NFL, he was he he was outstanding. Uh, he started with his rookie year, and then he you know fell victim to injuries, and and but he was such a special player, and he had he had an injury issue or two at Auburn that 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 held him back, but. Man, when he was healthy, he was special, and and he just seems like a humble guy. You know, he just seems like he's not a look-at-me guy. Uh, he's just, uh, you know, he has similar to Bo Jackson in that, you know, he, he's not seeking the spotlight. He worked, and as a coach, look at his resume. He, he had to work his way up. He didn't start out coaching at Auburn. Uh, he hasn't been coaching in a long time, but he's coached in some interesting places that are not uh, Blue Bloods. So, you know, you have to you have to like it. you have to like and respect him. And again, just the 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 air of get, getting rid of the air of uncertainty, the negativity, all the bad juju that that attached to Brian Harson for you know some of it his his doing, some not. But you know, again, breath of fresh air. I don't know that. Have you ever seen Auburn fans more excited after a loss? Mississippi State, <laughs> the, of all people. The new coach is going to have to keep him, right? He has no choice now. He's got to keep him, right? Oh. <laughs> There's no other way around it. I mean, not that he shouldn't, but he has yes, to, yes. right, Kevin? Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about alienating the fan base in a hurry. If you come in there and you say, uh, I'm sorry, I've got this running back running back coach that's been with me for a long time, whoever the guy is, and, and, and Carnell, you're going to have to look elsewhere. <laughs> that, yeah. That's that guy might he might not survive till spring practice if that would if yeah. that happens if I'm there'll, be old, a, there'll be a revolt if I'm old Mrs. Running Back Coach I'm hoping God I hope Lane doesn't take that I don't know if I'll have a job uh, yes I think the other thing that hurt Alabama or that hurt the fans Kevin was watching Georgia play prior to watching Alabama play absolutely destroyed yeah. Tennessee I know the score didn't show it but. They are so relentless, and, you know, they play with such energy. You know, Scott Cochran kind of had that energy on the sideline with Alabama when he was here. I don't see that energy. That energy's kind of gone. Georgia, man, they look like Alabama used to look, and how Alabama fans wish they looked. Kirby Smart, people used to talk about his coaching. He may be the best coach in college football right now. They are relentless, uh, Kevin. That didn't help the Alabama fans seeing that before the Alabama game. No, he he has recreated, you know, Alabama, he's, he's built Tuscaloosa East yes. is what he's done. And and they do look like the best team in the country for the second straight year. They look like they should win their second straight national championship. And they're doing it the way Nick Saban built Alabama into the powerhouse that it became with incredible defense uh, where they just – I mean, what they did to Tennessee – and the way he went to school on what Alabama did and what everyone else has done that hasn't worked, 
you know, no deep balls, although Hooker missed a couple that were open. But, you know, to, just to, to completely you know control that game, they dominated that game. Yeah, I don't care what the final score says. Uh, they dominated that game. And he's doing it with a quarterback who, who doesn't get the credit he deserves, but is not flashy, is not, uh, you know, one of these guys, although he has really good numbers. Uh, he's just, he's, he, he looks like one of those Alabama quarterbacks that wasn't necessarily going to have a, an NFL career, but was really darn good in, in, in college. You know, AJ McElroy, you could name, you know, Jake Coker, you know, those guys were really good, uh, as college quarterbacks. They weren't NFL quarterbacks, but, and that's that's kind of what Stetson Bennett looks like. Although maybe I'm underselling him. Maybe he will have a nice NFL career. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, right now it looks like out, like Kirby Smart is the best coach in college football, and it looks like Georgia is the is the best program in college football. And everyone, including Alabama, is chasing them. And having said that, uh, Kirby's only beaten Nick once. It was in the most important game that they the most recent most important game they played of course, in the national championship game. So that fourth quarter last year made has made all the difference, and Georgia has not slowed down one bit. No doubt. All right, Kevin, great. Tell about uh, Coach Safely and uh, all your writing. Yeah, Coach Safely, uh, very privileged to be a part of that organization. You know, if you coach kids and it's basketball season, I know having – I did it for 10 years. A lot of years I'd coach two, two different teams with my sons, two different age groups. And, and I can remember what an incredible experience, what a fun experience that was. Uh, but I didn't know all the ins and outs of how do you keep kids healthy? How do you prevent injuries? What do you do if you suspect uh, a kid have, has an injury? How do you treat that? How do you, how do you have that? How do you get that knowledge? Uh, because we're all volunteers for the most part, or not all, but most, most of, uh, youth coaches are volunteers. You take the coach safely training course, the state of Alabama, because of generous contributions from the state, from uh, corporate donors, you don't pay a penny as a coach or as an organization for that course, but you get a great baseline of knowledge in a variety of subjects. And you're also complying with an Alabama state law, the only state law in the country, as Alabama has showed, uh, has taken the lead on, on youth sports safety, and we're all proud of that. So go to CoachSafely.org, take the course. Parents, you can take the course. You can educate yourself. And you'd be amazed at what you might learn and how it might come in handy when the kids are playing at your house and then you're actually a coach even though you don't wear that on the back of a jersey. So go to CoachSafely.org. You'll be glad you did. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Have a- All right, thank you. There's Kevin Skarbinski. Always uh, knocks out of the park. We could go an hour uh, with Kevin. Hey, Alabama won. They got uh, November 23rd is the Black Loan Sale. Here's how it works. Starting at 7 a.m., the applications will open. And the posted rates will be available during that hour for application completed and approved for each loan. Each hour after 7, the rate will increase for each specific type of loan until the sale ends at 12 o'clock. So go ahead and get the paperwork ready uh, so you can apply. If you're approved for the loan, you will get the lowest rate available uh, for that hour. To go ahead and get the information there, you can... uh, Go to the website, www.alabama1.org. They do this every day. It's a one-day, five-hour deal for auto loans, personal loans, recreational vehicle loans. It happens in 14 days, 23 hours, and at 40 seconds. That's 39 now. All right, that's it for the first hour. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, man, you don't want it. Phone lines will be open in the second hour. We also will... 
hear what Coach Saban had to say, and Dad and I will kick that around as well. But love to have your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got an overturned 18-wheeler. This is off the roadway up around Tears Patton Road. You can expect delays as first responders trying to get it out of the ditch. Everything else moving well. It's election day. Drive carefully, and if you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan's your hometown dealer. If you need a vehicle, you need to go see BJ and the crew at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the fire. Night turning noticeably cooler, mostly clear with the low at 50. Tomorrow, a mostly sunny day, the high in the low 70s at 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got an overturned 18-wheeler. This is off the roadway up around Tears Patton Road. You can expect delays as first responders trying to get it out of the ditch. Everything else moving well. It's election day. Drive carefully. And if you see conditions, give me a call. Towns of Nissan's your hometown dealer. If you need a vehicle, you need to go see BJ and the crew at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Townsend Nissan is your super savings vehicle dealer right here at home in Tuscaloosa with over 100 pre-owned vehicles in stock and priced for immediate delivery. And yes, if you are looking for a new Nissan... ...meeting on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance Agent Andrew Knifer. He is my agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Northport. You're looking for home, life, auto. You want to make sure you're taken care of. If you have a situation that arises, then you want to make sure you got the the best. And All-State is. You want to have the local guy taken care of, and Andrew can take care of that. He takes great care of me. Let him do the same for you. He can run you a quote, 205-722-9201. Or go to the Facebook page, Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance. Dad, so much was going on yesterday, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Um, Auburn got down. They came back. Uh, Carnell is a well, one of the favorite players there at Auburn. He seems to handle himself in the right way. He's not going to get the head coaching job there, uh, more than likely. Uh, but... Whoever comes in, and I, not that they shouldn't, uh, I think it would be a really good move to keep him and keep some of this momentum going. It sounds like the the fan base is energized for this weekend. They talk about the, the Auburn family and how much these players that have stuck it out need them. I look for them to have a great crowd down there. I don't know if it'll be enough, but they kind of have flipped the script down there a little bit as far as how people feel about the program uh, and just, just by making this move. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they have. I think uh, they have a lot of love for their school, as I've always mentioned. And uh, somebody that uh, they didn't want, for whatever reasons, um, 
The only, the only problem with the, the guy they didn't want to try to pin something on him they didn't do. Um, so, you know, I, that, to try to keep from paying him, I thought that was pretty good. But anyway, that's over. And uh, Carnell is a, was a good running back. Cadillac was highly recruited. Went to Auburn, had a good career. And um, I think he, you know, he's one of ours, as they say to themselves or out loud. He's one, I mean, one of ours. I thought, I thought making Mississippi State uh, kick three field goals uh, or get ready to kick the field goals when he, when he did by calling a timeout was good coaching for him. And uh, he's not going to be, you're exactly right, he's not going to be the head coach, but he'll be kept. And he'll be, uh, you know, Dr. Roberts is a guy who made the decision after, I think, the press conference that that uh, Coach Harrison had after after the loss. And uh, he, he stuck by what he did, and he, he felt comfortable enough that some, they found somebody on the staff with Auburn, you know, background. The other five guys, three or four guys, from Boise State, they they left. Um, you asked Kevin about Lane Kiffin, and I thought his answer was probably right. Lane Kiffin doesn't know yet. If Lane Kiffin knocks off Alabama and he's going to play in the SEC championship game, then that's going to set it back even longer. For some reason, they were to, which they won't, but they were to win that, and then they're going on maybe, I guess, the final four, which I don't think is going to happen. But depending on what with those guys, what happens, he may be playing too long. To where it does it ever get to a point where you just have to, you can't wait on the guy anymore. He may be who you want, but with recruiting and the signing date uh, there the third week of December, does that happen sometimes? Yeah, he's the guy I want, but his season's going on too long. We got to go on. We got to get somebody else. Or do you, if he's the guy you truly want, you just wait it out and bite the bullet this year for the first period of recruiting? Are uh, you talking about a certain position, a certain person? Well, I was talking about, yeah. Well, let's say Lane Kiffin's the guy you want, but let's say they knock off Alabama and they're going to play for the SEC championship. That's going to have them playing a week later, so you won't really know. Well, I think I think you offer. I, I think if you want him, and you got the per, per, permission, uh, not permission, but you've decided with your people that you you say, Lane, we, we can't. Uh, you know, we're going to give you uh, nine million five hundred thousand uh, to be our coach. Uh, I, I need an answer if that's going to be satisfactory. And then does right. he? But, but now you do that behind the scenes. You do that with somebody who's close to him, or do it yourself. I've I would think if you're Dr. Roberts, you do it with somebody that's close to him so that you won't, you know, get caught for that. But would you take Lane Kiffin's word at it if he says, look, I, I'm coming, but you got to let me finish this SEC championship game. I've got to play that. I can't announce it before my people here. It's not fair to my players no, to not. do that. Um, that, that how, do handle, a, how do you handle that? I well, just, you handle it in a way that if, if Auburn is willing to do that, okay, but so they shouldn't make the call. If they're not willing to do that, if he's still winning, so whoever when they decide to make that kind of call, they have to also decide in their minds their answer to I, I, I can't I, I can't go any further. The problem that you have with Lane Kiffin is that he's a jumper. Uh, he's jumped everywhere he's been. I mean, you walk out the Tennessee job when when they was trying to start getting it going for no reason at all. And you know, jump to Florida. You know, he's a jumper, and you say, jumpers scare you if you're the, the guy with a coat and tie on trying to get a football coach. 
Uh, that that's the only thing. I think I think Hugh Freeze was that. Uh, it didn't hurt Hugh Freeze to beat Arkansas. It didn't hurt him. Whether he's a, a big front runner, I don't know. The problem that we have, I think you and I have talked about it some. There's just not that many guys that you can get. Years ago, you could get them, but now everybody's making big money. And if you know, you, it, you know, you can offer them big money, but they're making big money. And so it's not. I think the choice of a coach is very difficult. You go to the assistants route. Everybody's going over oh, me. You know, they want somebody they can they can hug right now. <laughs> but doesn't this doesn't this another reason why this December signing period is bad for college football? Yeah. Because yeah. like you know, if it wasn't until February, yeah. then you could let this thing play out, let them play yeah. their games, and you hire him in the first week of January, yeah. and you you yeah. still got time. But when it's decent, like the Oregon guy, like he's battling yeah. to maybe get in the playoffs, so he sure. he can't put any interest in this offer. So it it just hurts the movement of the jobs. I agree. Uh, when you have that deal there in December, so you had, and so. Well, I was coming. To, I was coming to Ole Miss. I hear Kiffin may be going to Auburn. So I don't think you know it's it's because it, you can transfer. All you got to do is bleak your eyes. You transfer regardless of what you've done, Barry. If uh, if Kiffin is your, if that's the guy you're going, do you have a guy in these situations where you say we're going to make him tell us no first? All right, let's, let's just say for kicks and giggles, that's Kiffin. Like Nick okay. Saban was Alabama's guy. He, he yeah, was going to tell it. them no, yeah. and they weren't going to take no for an answer. If he, if he told them another no, maybe you know what direction were they yeah. going. So, well, with, yeah. so with Kiffin, all right, he's the guy. But do you go ahead and interview these other guys so you have number two and three lined up? Because a lot of times you don't get well, your you first have, guy. You have Jimmy Sexton have him lined up, and, and he does it in the way that, you know, the best way because he knows how to handle it. But Jimmy Sexton. Um, we'll tell Lane what the offer is from Auburn, and then uh, they'll get back to Jimmy, and Jimmy will say, "Lane's Lane's coming for ten million." So I, I'm, I can I can guarantee it. Uh, or I, I'm not sure whether he's coming. You know, I think it's questionable. You, you probably need to go on. Do you want to interview Hugh Freeze? So there, you know, it all goes through Jimmy Sexton. When he, when I say he's got a telephone in each hand, you know, he's got one everywhere. But so, does Lane? Does he have to decide? All right, this is the number I'll go for, uh, or does he say, all right, if they hit that number, then does he take the number to Ole Miss and say? Because I don't think you do that unless you're willing to stay at Ole yeah. Miss. If they say, all right, we'll give you five hundred thousand more. I mean, what what are we talking here? What well, I think uh, I think also that that Jimmy says to to Lane, Doctor Roberts has asked me if you want to be one of these guys that stays here two years and goes to the pros. How interested are you in going pro? Well, that's and then don't do me that way because this is Auburn. Auburns need some help. And you know, and try to get a de- decent, honest answer. Oh, I'm, I, I don't care about pro football. I'm enjoying this, or you never know. Huh? Here's you know, what else: where Jimmy's going. So Jimmy, let's say Lane goes, he'll probably put the coach at Ole Miss, and then wherever that guy went yeah, from, he's right. probably gonna put the coach. So it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a domino yeah. effect. Yeah, that he puts those guys. He's just placing them all right. All right, oh, you, sure. this oh, guy's yeah. Ole Miss going to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take the guy. Let's see who we're going to take. Uh, now, 
And then he's going to go to Ole Miss, and that's going to free this job up. So we're going to put him there, and then and then he'll go get the next uh, one. As an agent, I'm getting four to six percent off each move. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I had a name for Ole Miss the other day, and I can't remember what it was. Who it was? Who would Ole Miss hire in that situation? Uh, I don't know. I Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. Why are you free? So, well, Hugh Freeze, does Auburn have to call Greg Sankey and say, all right, look, this is what we're doing? Because Greg Sankey probably don't like you going after uh, coaches within the conference, but there ain't nothing he can do about it. Uh, we're going to go to Lane. If Lane says no, then these are the three guys we're considering, and Hugh Freeze is one of them. Do they have to get permission from the conference offers, or is that, no, nah, we're going to hire who we want to hire? I don't think they do. I think they go around it, you know. And all the talk is going to be, well, doggone it, I thought they was going to Lane, Lane Turner, you know, they just had to, they had to go to Hugh, Hugh Freeze. may be a great choice. It, it, it's got to be somebody that that Auburn people are comfortable with. And there's not a whole lot of those somebodies. It's just not. So I could see Lane going to Auburn. And Dion going to Ole Miss. Yeah. Jack will know. Jack's on the, in the mid. Jack will know all that crap. Jack Crow will know. When are you having Jack on? He's on at 8.15. Today? Yeah. Uh, I'm I sitting there Aiden, shooting. I told Aiden there, to tell you. I'm sitting there shooting. Aiden, you didn't tell me that Jack Crow was coming on. I could have swore I did. No, That's on did. me. That's on me. All right. Royal Cleaners pick up. I'm sitting there shooting the bull. I was about to go to Saban Clips. Royal Cleaners. Pick up and delivery, 205-391-0034. They will take great care of you. They're making life easy for you. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road, give them a call today for all your cleaning needs, 205-391-0034. I didn't know it, but Jack Crow is next. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Thread. Good election Tuesday morning. For the first time in state history, Alabamians will choose between two women as nominees for governor from the state's two major political parties. Incumbent Republican Governor Kay Ivey, Democrat challenger Yolanda Flowers. Also on the ballot are two men, Libertarian James Blake and Independent candidate Jared Budlong. Flowers is also the first black female to carry her party's banner in the governor's race. Alabama has more women running for office this year than any time before. I'm done. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on Alabama 216 at Cabin Creek Drive. We've got another one on 69. This is near Tierce Patton Road. A 18-wheeler is overturned. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. If you need a vehicle, you need Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see BJ and the crew. I'm Captain Ray. 1225 Sports Bar is the place to be on the Strip for your ultimate game day experience. 1225 Sports Bar is located two blocks from Bryant-Denny Stadium. Come meet our staff and enjoy some great food. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another unseasonably warm day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Tonight turning noticeably cooler, mostly clear with a low at 50. Tomorrow, a mostly sunny day. The high in the low 70s at 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I'm very fortunate to get to the Alabama One Hotline. He joins us a lot. Can really break it down, uh, knows the inside. Now, this is uh, true breakdowns when we get it from uh, Coach Crow. The former head coach at Jacksonville State, Arkansas, offense coordinator Baylor, uh, Arkansas, Clemson, Auburn, Wyoming. Whew, I know it was cold that year. He was in. He ain't got to say no more about it. How about Wyoming? How cold it? How cold uh, well, and windy is it in Laramie, Wyoming? He got out there. Jack, it's cold. Yes, out there. sir. Yes, sir. We we the wideouts in Alabama have killed a, a, a great quarterback. I think either they can't run the pass routes or whatever. They never were good to start with. Maybe the recruiting there was wrong. Alabama doesn't see, and I'm not coaching their team out. One thing about football. They're not. They don't have a running game. If you wanted to predict Alabama, if you wanted to say what Alabama was, you'd say they're they're an NFL passing team. Um, and, and I think the offensive coordinator is very good myself. But uh, it's it's kind of gone south on them. Um, I had wanted to maybe put in macro, um, the second string quarterback for just a series, just to uh, tell talk about the offense of Alabama. Well, you you could get something out of having more defined running game with a with a backup. I think you could get something that next year. But can you really you really think that you can be better than you are with Bryce on the field? I mean, he he's still no. I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I, I don't think he's a hundred percent well. You know, I, I know about ACL sprains. They they go away slowly. Uh, you know, there's a swelling there and. And and I don't I don't think his arm is 100 percent back. Uh, I don't I don't think he's you know uh, dysfunctional anyway. But it ain't 100 percent back. So you got your best player, you know that. Yeah. Some of those balls that came out of his hands, those weren't his normal balls. Yeah. Okay. And you add that. You add that to they they don't get the kind of separation those other guys. Got, but hell, all those guys are starting in the NFL. Can you really think you got to have an NFL four, three or four NFL starters? Because if you think you can, you can't. And yeah. doesn't mean that the people that are there uh, are less than. Hell, they're probably the best available, I'm sure. But they don't get the kind of separation those other cats got. But they're getting separation in the NFL better than everybody else, too. So they're just. You know, you just you don't have the, and to me, 
I don't see a dog. I don't see a Dickerson. I don't see a dog up front on offense. And that's just yeah. the way I put it. Yeah. You know, like we're going to, we're going to make line you, not, yeah. defense too. Yeah. They, a really good offensive line thinks that we're going to start off hitting you hard enough, long enough by the fourth quarter. You'll, you'll feel it. And that's, that's, you know, that's ball. That's, you know, I think that ball is a lot different now. I'll accept that. But to some degree, the physicalness of the offensive line is uh, has been a really defining aspect for for Coach Saban and you know uh, the teams that had that. And I, you know, I don't see that. I think the running back's great. I think the quarterback is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I do think there's something telling uh, in certain statements that Nick makes because I'm listening to interpret Coach speak, and I don't. I don't make sure I hear everything he says. I just happen to hear stuff. But when he said the standard is the standard, uh, there's a whole book in that comment to me. Uh, And what I can remember is players not having fun because they're having to play up to a standard and they're not having fun. I've been there. I've been there where it was just a damn job because you're expected to and Maybe you didn't have that personality in the in the locker room. I go back to Dickerson. I mean, it didn't matter what you were playing for. That guy was going to that guy was having fun. You know, uh, I don't see them as a team having much fun. No. Do so, you? Uh, let me ask you this, Coach. Uh, I think you're 100 percent right. They're two plays from being five and four. I guess they lost in the last play of the game. When you're winning, everything's good over there. Everybody's happy. You're blowing people out. Everybody's playing. When you start to play close games, almost lose and lose, then the guys that aren't playing start to be clubhouse lawyers. They're mad because they're not playing. They're not getting that opportunity. So it's not everybody's not getting along. So now you have to handle your locker room. Stuff that Alabama doesn't have to do much because they're not used to – Losing games or games even being close, there's a lot of difference in that locker room with those guys that aren't playing when you aren't winning. These guys are five stars. Are they having problems handling some of that? Maybe. I think that's there. I don't. I don't see how it wouldn't be there. Um, and I do think that in the and that's always been a dynamic. I'm, I'm talking about all the way back into my in my time, but I can only imagine when you throw in the portal mentality and people actually, some people getting something and some people not getting something through the NIL uh, collective, I can only imagine what that would do um, to further, um, you know, the, the difficulty in really getting the best out of your football team is when they all play together. And they all are committed to the jersey that's on their back. Um, so all of that is going on. All of it's going on. Um, it, Nick has always been able to ha- handle all those, you know, all those dynamics. You know, the the word used to be wimp that Coach Bryant didn't want to have somebody play for the Heisman Trophy. That he had multiple opportunities, but he never would because it was so embedded in him and i came from the same world no no one thing is bigger than the total here 
and I mean, uh, just nobody has handled the other side of that coin better than 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 Saban had, where you've had them higher than life profiles, you know, that are almost created instantaneously. Nobody has handled that, but there's no magic. I mean, Nick can't handle everything all the time, you know. He ain't perfect. Um, he'll get it fixed. I mean, who's to say that, you know, four weeks from now, this thing may be a whole different conversation. Uh, I don't think they're far away, but I I do see signs. i tell you what I'd like to know. When they win, and they, they'll, I'm pretty, you know, when they win the next game, just listen for what the celebration is like in the locker room because it'll tell you everything. Yeah. Because they're going to have to find the fun in winning to really play their ass off. They're going to have to make sure they're having fun. That's the thing that bothers me right now. If I was if I was coaching this team, I'd find a way to start having some damn laughter come up somewhere. Yeah, we uh, we keep saying like you know they had the penalty problems. They're going to get that fixed. This going next week. They're going they're going to play their best game of the year. They got a week off. They're going to play their best game of the year. And it's not happening. So your question, all right, is the message not getting across or is the talent level just not quite that, quite what it's been? Uh, maybe it's a combination it's the talent of level, uh, The talent level is not quite what it's been. Let me just say that emphatically. Sure. It, 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 is it, but is it good enough to beat LSU? Yeah. Is it good enough to beat everybody they've played? Yeah. Is it good enough to beat Georgia? I don't know. There's one thing you could say about Georgia, they, I don't think, have taken a single player out of the portal. No, and yet they've had, and they have had like five or six really good players going to the portal. So they have sort of made themselves a little bit of a outlier in this world of keeping the locker room solid, the brotherhood. Uh, that's probably the most dangerous thing about Georgia, besides their talent. Um, and if Alabama is headed towards, you know, that you know that's where this thing is headed. Either this year, next year, whenever. I mean, you've got two two teams that are going to collide. I mean, they're just on a collision course. And and the locker room is probably going to be the only thing that is a big difference between the two of them. Um, coach, how much you know? Coach is seventy one. Uh, he's a tireless, relentless worker. How much energy does it take if he comes in there at the end of the season? You know, he's evaluating everything. Uh, he's not going to throw his coaches yeah. on the bus. That's not how he does it, but, uh, he'll make changes. How much energy and all does that take to get new guys in, teach them uh, the Alabama way? It starts to wear on you eventually, doesn't it? It, it is, it is. I broke out in hives one time when I woke up and said, listen, I got to reevaluate everything here. Yeah. I, I broke out in hives. Did I tell you how bad it can be? Yeah. And I got it straight. We, we went on to make it, make it better. But the, when you realize your culture has, has, has moved and you got to redefine it, you're talking to everybody. And I mean, not just talking to them. You're, you're in there. You're, you're talking to them at a soul level. You're 
firing people. You're telling them, you know, what, I mean, it's tough. Every time you call somebody in and you undress them or you fire them or you tell them they need to transfer or all that, those meetings are hard. I mean, he cares about everybody in that organization to varying degrees. And what he will have to do to really go down to the bottom of where, and it ain't far down to the bottom for him, I'm sure, because it, it not in disarray now. It just needs to be tweaked or whatever. That, that, that's, that's hard stuff. I woke up every morning when I was doing it with a knot in my stomach. I mean, a knot, a knot I never got during a football game. Yeah. And I'm not much different than any other coach that well. You're going in there, and these people came here because you asked them to come here. They came in here because they believed in you and what you were doing. You're about to call them in and undress them or fire them. I mean, if you do it, I have to do it once every once in a while. It's one thing. When you got to do it across the board, there'll be some gray hairs out to come out of it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that. Uh, Auburn, Auburn needs somebody they're gonna they're gonna have a they be comfortable with. Uh, is that Lane Kiffin? Are they gonna be comfortable with him? Is that the guy to get? That Lane's just jumped from <laughs> one one school to another a hundred times, but that. You know, they're not going to hire, they're comfortable with Cadillac. They're not hiring him, but they're comfortable with their people. Is, is there anybody out there yeah. you can call their people that they can get? Uh, well, if I, I'm so, uh, probably opinionated, I need to be really careful. Well, I just said uh, it anyway. That's, that's what we want. <laughs> well, that's for that. It's just us talking. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Get fired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the the, the, the the one thing I go back in the whole thing is who's really going to be making decisions? And, and uh, you know, are they going to give – will they give Lane the authority to really come to an equal with, with Kirby and, and, and Nick? I mean, will they really do that? Who's making that decision? Uh, I don't know that – you know, they got a new president. They, you know, Parson probably – Got a lot of heat for it. But what he said when he left was classy and, in my opinion, right on the money. Until everything gets aligned and support of the guy that's in there, all the could-be's ain't going to happen. And and whatever gets everybody in alignment, that's all I can say. I don't, I don't know how to do that, but I can tell you what, their, their challenge to winning is not getting players – it's not calling plays. It's getting their god dang alignment right. There's probably five or six guys who come in there and take them challenging the places they want to go to. But ain't none of it going to happen if they don't get their act together. I, I've heard nothing to make me think that they are. You know, since Pat died, it hadn't been right. No. But, Coach, doesn't this – December signing period. That's bad for coaches. It's bad for the guys trying to hire guys. If Lane Kiffin gets to Atlanta, they got to wait, or either they got to talk to Jimmy Sexton and say, hey, this is offer. Will he take it? You can't wait. Uh, if you wait too long, then there's no – I mean, you can wait, but you're just not going to be able to sign many guys in that. Why don't they move that thing to February? That would help the administrators out hiring and firing guys. You don't have to fire them so early. I just think that – Signing well, day is bad was, for football. Was, well, it's bad for fans and coaches, but 
it was put there for the athlete. Once you go into the portal, you've got a chance to be transferred somewhere by the time school starts. I well, I'm talking about the signing date now with the, with the high school kids and the JUCO kids. Oh, the high school kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's right there in I December. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the, the portal part of it. I don't know what that does except probably saving money. If, and, and, and I think that's uh, – there's a lot of kids, I think, that will back off on that. I, don't, I think they've got it there because it saves money. <laughs> be honest with you, if you already know you got a kid and he wants to come, why do you keep all your resources around the guy when you already know who they are? And I, I, Do we lose him? No, I'm here. Okay. Sorry. No, but we lost Jack. We lost Coach Crow. What happened? Oh. All right, uh, we lost Coach there. All right, uh, tell you what, we want to go ahead and take a break, try to get him back, or just keep going until we get him back? Let's keep going until uh, we get him back. Aiden, Aiden, yeah, Aiden, try to get him back. He's dialing him back right now. Okay, thank you. Um, I don't know what happened there, but uh, yeah, he, he thought I was talking about the transfer ball, but that signing date, like if you don't get a new yeah. guy and then they get their staff in there and start trying to get guys, they feel like they're, they get behind. So if you keep it, at, a lot of those guys go early All anyway. Right. All right, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry we lost you. Keep well, I, I, I was going to finish up by saying that it wasn't exactly that you were, uh, I think, where you were coming from because you were talking to high schools. But this thing about about uh, somebody like Lane Kiffin going to Auburn and that 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 date where people can go into the portal, the danger of you losing that opportunity to both protect the players you want to keep at Auburn and wherever this is a you know this not just Auburn this problem for anybody in a transition. They will lose 20 players without a head head coach there with his hands on them. I mean, his hands on them. Now, can you actually put a guy you hire in the portal business without him actually leaving the other school? And how many coaches can be up and gone? How many of them can be up and gone that quick? Guys like... Yeah, guys like I mean a guy like Jimmy Sexton, he's he's running college football at the coaching side, right? I mean he's saying all right, they won't kiff and sure I, he, uh, I agree. I'm not sure he's not running the athletic director side. <laughs> he is. So he'll he'll let's say Kiffin goes, he'll one of his guys will go to Ole Miss, then one of the guys that went to Ole Miss, he'll replace that yeah. guy. He he's just he's handling everything, right? Uh coach? Yeah, yeah, he is. I, I, the one, the one I think that has set the model is, is when Oklahoma's coach went to Southern Cal. How quickly they got all their stuff going, man. Um, you know, maybe it could be done if they, if they, if Auburn poaches somebody like Elaine, or uh, there may be people out there that are not even spoken of yet. If they can, I mean, Wimp right now, I think coach has got two years. That thing about having four years, I don't know what league gets in, but it's not in this league. And, <laughs> no, no, it's and, not. And and if you if you miss that first portal window window window, I think your your chances are just so much less, so much less because you've got to change your roster 
not through high school recruiting and development. But that day, you know, I think they're still doing it like that at Georgia, but I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem feasible. If you get behind, you got to catch up on December the eighteenth. And and I don't, if they if they get lame. By the way, I heard the figure was so high. I, I think Auburn. The figure I heard, Auburn people would be offended. It's not that they can't pay it. I think it it'd be offensive to them to pay, you know, hundred million dollars for a coach. Because that's oh. that may be what's. No, that's you know that's that's, that's what that's, that's what you said. They got to compete with Georgia and Alabama. That's what they're paying, right, Coach? And let's see if they do it because if they if they come up with that money, they'll get lame. <laughs> and if they want him, and they want to give him a ten-year contract for ten million a year. Who you know? How would they not get him? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but man, you better be ready to just like the Texas A and M thing. Man, they can get away from you. You better get on it and stay on it. Yep. Uh, Great anyway, show. I'm I'm I will say I will say uh uh Auburn probably already knows who their coach is and Wimp can make two phone calls and find out who it is. <laughs> I might I might do that soon. I think he's already done it, coach. He holds back. He 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 gives you bits and pieces, but he always knows more than he tells you. So Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Oh, anyway. All right, Dad, anything else for Coach before we let him go? No, thanks for being on, Jack. You're great. Enjoyed it. Sorry we were late I getting to you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All there's, right, uh, we're good. There's Have a good day. Coach Jack Crow. And uh, one thing he said there, and I think it's true, Alabama doesn't like they're having fun. Uh, and the sideline just doesn't look looks like a job. And when you start playing close games and losing, I guess it isn't fun. All right, Dad, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Clover and Hayes. Well, Prince Clover Hayes, three four five one two three four, are the attorneys that we talk about a lot because they're the best. They know the law, they know the changes in the law, and they've been very successful. They're guys that you can put your uh, thumb on and understand what they're saying, and they will help you. Uh, go by telephone, talk to them about it. Go by seven hundred one Ricebine Road and visit with them back about it. And we don't have anybody on this show we advertise for that we don't we don't know that they're good people and these are good people. Prince Clover and Hayes three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Not one penny to sit down with these great attorneys. If they don't win, you don't pay. Listen, Todd, one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama versus Austin P kickoff time has been announced. Brandon Miller has been named to the Naismith Trophy watch list. Four-star class of 2023 defensive lineman Jordan Hall is down to his final five schools. SEC Network's SEC Nation is headed to the Grove this Saturday for Alabama versus Ole Miss. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Play it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 216 at Cabin Creek Drive. we got another one on 69. This is near Tierce Patton Road. A 18-wheeler is overturned. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you need a vehicle, you need Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see BJ and the crew. I'm Captain Ray. When choosing a wireless provider, you're forced to compromise. But what if you didn't have to? What if you could get reliable service without a contract and save money? Introducing Total. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another unseasonably warm day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, Tuscaloosa's high 84. Tonight turning noticeably cooler, mostly clear with a low at 50. Tomorrow, a mostly sunny day, the high in the low 70s at 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. That's the good folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home protected those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1. Get $60 off that initial pest control service. Um... You know, when we're talking with Jack Crow and people just talk about fire this coach and fire that coach and, um, you know, firing coaches. And if he, if coach needs to fire them or move them on, he'll move them on. I, I don't think people understand like these players and coaches hurt well, more than they do when you lose yeah. games. I mean, they put way more time into it than you do. But, uh, but letting those guys go, I thought he, he brought a human element to it. I mean, these kids, a lot of these guys got kids here. They're in, School, their their wives are here. First, bring them in and fire yeah. them. Not that he, it's hard to do. First, first of all, Barry, your offensive coordinator is leaving. Sure, he came. He came with a promise. All that bull crap they put out in the media. He's back. He wasn't about to leave. He came with a promise to coach that he was going to see him through Bryce Bryce deal, and he was going to be there. And after that, he could look. That's the, that was the deal, and that deal has come to an end. And for all those that won't find out somebody else to criticize, they criticize the next one. They criticize, they criticize the head coach of the New York Giants, something terrible. When he was, when he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama, they didn't like him either. And uh, uh, Belichick is the one that recommended him to Coach Saban. Coach Saban got this oven on his own. He thought that was the best guy, and I think he's done a good job. So they can move on, get him another, uh, another guy to beat up because he's gone. Uh, they, they, everybody, it'll all come out. 
Well, Nick got rid of him. Nick ain't getting rid of him. He's getting him a job. Yeah, well, that that one won't be a hard one uh, to bring him no. in and let him go. But there are some guys that don't, you know, didn't come in here, you know, and, and no. know they were going to be gone. So those those are hard. Sure. Uh, and sure. so, and Jack Crow, you know, he brought a human element to it. We talked about when he was a head coach, he'd, he broke out in highs. Because, you, you know, these guys are not. They they got feelings, so and they 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 fret over bringing the guy in and and firing him. Yeah, these guys are paid well. They may have a two year contract, but this guy's got to go home and tell his wife and kids who probably love it here in Tuscaloosa. Now, honey, we got we got to go. Uh, so I'm gonna start looking for jobs, and and so he starts looking for jobs, and you know that stuff's not easy, and I don't think people understand that so it's not easy for coach to do it's not easy for that guy that assistant to go tell his wife hey i know you love it here honey i know you finally found somebody that cuts your hair and you love it i know uh the kids love the school they're in but we're going to be somewhere else and i'm going to start looking those things are difficult on families yeah it's impossible and not impossible yeah you can't you just can't have any idea that go through that i've I've gone for it in those direction is, you know, it's not good. So, and then he's got to go. He, he, go it's easy to talk, but hard to walk. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he's got to go hire a new guy and figure out who that is and, and vet those guys and get them in here and get them to buy into the Alabama. Get them to buy into the Alabama way, and that takes a lot of energy uh, to do those things. So, eventually, these things will. Eventually, tell coach it's time for somebody else to do it. I'm not saying it's now, uh, but I think it's closer yeah. than than it was maybe yeah. than than people. Well, think. Barry, you're right, but right now he's further from quitting than he's ever been. Everybody <laughs> says he's he's further away now because he because the things have not gone good, and he wants to leave where they're going good. He's further. Everybody says he's close. He's further away now. Now that doesn't mean that in five years. But I mean, I'm talking about this year or next year. He's making. He ain't leaving. He ain't Does he leaving. look at Georgia and say, "Man, that's what we used to be"? If some, some for some reason or some way we lost that, we got to get back to that. Does he look at that and say that? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. He, I, I don't know that. The problem that you had is the evaluation of the guys who were the wideouts when you lost the. Cl- Fastest two wideouts ever uh, was not good. It just wasn't. And for that, uh, now I don't know if they, you know more about the offensive line than I do. I don't know if the offensive line performed or not. They were supposed to be the best offensive line Alabama ever had. The <laughs> defense has been, you know, good and bad, but it's much better than people think. When you score, you know, the defense has been. I think good. It may have been made some mistakes, but I don't think it's been a bad defense. So I don't know. It's just not a, you know, like it's not like Georgia. Georgia defense is really. Well, it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not like you say. It's not a tough, tough guys, and it's not a mean defense. Mm-mm. And I don't know if that's just hey they missed on personalities. Is that style? I don't know what it is, and none of us do. And and I tell you, you got the guy over there that'll fix it. But he, this is hard for him to. Uh, yeah, he doesn't want to walk out. He's probably more motivated than ever now to get it back uh, to where it was, and we'll see if he can do it. Uh, this, I think this weekend will tell a lot as far as 
the direction of the football team for this year. Uh, they've had a hard time yeah. getting to this team yeah. for some reason. This, this may not be the year. They think this after, they'll win the next two after Ole Miss, go to some bowl and play the young guys and, and then just kind of reset from there. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org. Looking for the vehicle loan, the mortgage, the credit card. These guys got great deals for you. They'll find the best solution for you. The people at Alabama One are what makes it so great. So get by one of the local branches here or start the process right there at the website. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Appreciate it, Aiden, taking great care of us. Give us a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Head coach Nick Saban started in Ole Miss week by meeting with the media on Monday. I think the number one thing we want to focus on is... Um, I know people have kind of written us off to some degree, um, but at the same time, I think we have a lot of pride as an organization. Uh, I think we need to get focused on, you know, what it takes to win games. Play the game, win the game, prepare for the game. Um, know you're going to go into the game with confidence and understanding of what you need to do to be able to have success at your position. I'll have more in a moment. Hear that? That's Seaspire Country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, Seaspire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, Touchdown. we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to Seaspire Country, where blazing fast is how we roll. Visit cspire.com slash business for details. Here's more from Coach Saban. Uh, I, I think it's a challenge for all of us to, you know, have pride. We're going to play a good team this week, and I'm sure they're going to want to, you know, put up on their mantle. We beat Alabama too. So um, it's just a matter of, you know, whether we're going to allow that to happen or we're going to go do everything we can to avoid it uh, because, you know, Ole Miss has a really good team. Lane's done a great job there. Um, they're one of the best running teams in the country. They won eight games. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the